Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Today, folks, on Friday, sometimes I pick out some news that's going on in the world, in the Islamic world and stuff. But today, I'm going to do something new. I've not done this before. I'm going to share with you some things that I saw over, you know, the Internet and other places there this uh, this week as I browse and study and, and research uh, things there and some things of, of interest that caught my eye and just uh, share them with you. Perhaps it um, might be a good point of discussion. Uh, let me start off with I'm going to call quotables, certain things that I thought that were good thinking points to it. It said, uh, modern religion focuses on filling churches with people, the true gospel, emphasizes filling people with God. Think about that for a moment. Modern religion focuses on filling churches with people, but true religion emphasizes on filling people with God. And I think there is some truth there, a thought that just popped into my head, and something that God actually smote me uh, on this uh, a few months back, uh, some of you recognize and understand, we're starting a church here in Hickory, North Carolina. As I was talking to people there, I am, you know, sharing with them about Christ and stuff, but it, it dawned on me, I'm talking to people, not so much that I'm thinking of them as a soul that's bound for an eternal destination, and if they don't know Christ, they're, they're heading to hell. Rather, I think I slipped into a trap or into the fleshly side of things. You know, you're a church planner. What are you trying to do? You're trying to get people into your church. And I recognize I was um, more interested in them coming to my church than I really was interested in these people getting saved. And God convicted me of that. And I realized, you know, that that's the wrong motive. That's, that's not really why I'm here. You know, God's going to build the church. My job is to give a fair and accurate presentation of the gospel and to share God's word with, uh, with those I come in contact with. And so th- this is the problem we fall into as preachers sometimes. We, we think of, of it kind of in a business sense. We want to see success, we want to see growth, and we want to see you know, all those things happen. And so we're trying to fill the church with people when really what we should be doing is filling people with God. If you're listening and you're in the ministry in some way, some shape, sometimes we need to be reminded. The thing that doesn't matter is filling the church with people. No, what really matters is filling people with God. Coming along with that, I saw an interesting title of a book. It's moving on to another thing I've got for you here today. The title of this book, is this, Giving Up Gimmicks, Reclaiming Youth Ministry from the Entertainment Culture. Let me say that again. Uh, It's written by uh, a fellow named Cosby. I I don't know much about the book, but I thought the title was interesting. And um, I can kind of relate. Giving Up Gimmicks, Reclaiming Youth Ministry from an Entertainment Culture. Um, Many years ago, I used to be a youth pastor when I started into the ministry. Um, that was one of my primary areas of ministry. 
and I enjoyed it, really did. Even when I was a missionary, I was involved in youth with our youth camp and and, and, our, and in our church, and we, we did a lot with kids. We think, uh, and I still believe it, that working with kids has a great, um, uh, in fact, I'll share some stats with you. You know, kids are, people are likely to get saved when they're children. Uh, through the children, we usually, through them, have access to mom and dad, to, to families. And I saw when I was traveling, preparing as a missionary, raising support before we went to the mission field, and because of my background in youth ministry and my uh, early ministry, uh, I was ob- observing how churches did their youth ministry. And I identified something back in those early days. There were two different types of successes in churches. Churches that you would say, wow, they have a huge youth department. Man, they, uh, these people have a lot of people coming and involved in their youth department. And there were two different ways of doing it. One way, you had a youth pastor that was extremely talented and creative, and basically he was creating a lot of entertainment. It was fun. Now, I'm not trying to say that they didn't, that that's completely wrong, because some of them really made a good job of, of getting God's word through to these kids, but the main thing why they were there is because there's a lot of entertainment, a lot of good creativity going on. But then there was another side, another group of people that had very large youth departments, and it wasn't the entertainment. No. What they captured the kids with is that the kids had a place of ministry. They mattered, and they learned and taught the kids how to do ministry and how to be involved. Not that they were the church of the future. No, they're the church of the now. And they got them in in mission trips and involved in different ministries in the church. And these youth departments grew large. And I'll tell you, the one that impressed me the most was the latter. I would much rather have a youth department that attracted kids because they had a place to serve God. And they were taught how to serve God. And they were taught that they mattered uh, in serving God, rather than a group of kids that come because you got a spectacular youth director who is very creative uh, and can, you know, teach God's word to the people. But really, what's drawing them in is the pizza, the fun, the, you know, fluff. Uh, that's what I call it, the fluff. Giving up gimmicks, reclaiming youth ministry from an entertainment culture. Here's something else I saw that I thought was interesting there. And I'm not sure where these statistics come from. I'm just sharing with you what I saw here. And so usually I double check stuff, you know, where things are coming from and, you know, stats and everything else there, if there's some credibility there. So I'm going to let you know firsthand here. I have no idea about this, but there's a point to this. And uh, there's a banner hanging in front of some church, I guess. And it says this, there is a, a 0.0296% chance that your child will become a professional athlete. There is a 100% chance that your child will stand before Jesus. Get them to church. And then it 
references Mark chapter 9, verse 42, which that passage talks about. If you harm one of these little ones, it'd be better that a millstone be cast about your neck and you know, thrown into the water. So the point here is this. I don't know if that stat's true, but you know, it is very unlikely that, that your child will probably be a professional athlete. And the point here is that uh, we keep kids out of church because they're in sports venues and activities. And parents, you're responsible. You are responsible for, for your kids. And you teach them that church doesn't matter and that sports does matter. You're teaching them the wrong thing. And uh, there is a 100% chance they will stand before one day. They will stand before God. So get them to church. And why? Because that's where they're going to learn the gospel and uh, be prepared for that event. Here's something else that I that came across, and we're kind of focusing a lot on kids here today, but uh, but that's good. And where does this come from? I'm not sure. I've seen this floating around the Internet a number of times this week. Uh, but from the ages of 18 to 29, 75% of kids left church between the ages of 18 and 29. 75%. Three out of four kids will stop going to church. That's pretty much the stats there. So it means that 25% will stay. One out of four will stay. And they'll remain connected with Christ. And so then the question is, why? Why is it that these 25% stay? Well, there are five things listed here. Number one, they ate dinner five days. Of seven, five out of the seven nights a week, they ate their dinner with their family. They stayed together. They they enjoyed a meal together the majority of the week. Number two, they served with their families in a ministry. These uh, reasons why some stayed in church is because, A, they ate with the family, and they conversed, and they all didn't isolate. They got together. Number two, they served with their families in a ministry. Number three, they had one spiritual experience in the home during the week. So there was something going on in the home that engaged them with the Bible or something of spiritual matter. Number four, they entrusted, they were entrusted with responsibility in ministry at an early age. So they got the kids, as I said earlier on, you know, youth departments that grow and grow big. Uh, one of the things is not not those that just do the fluff, but another side, they get them involved in ministry. And one of the reasons why some people stay uh, and don't f- filter out is that they were entrusted with a responsibility in a ministry early at an early age. And number five, they had at least one faith-focused adult in their lives other than their parents. So there was someone else in their life that influenced them spiritually other than their mom and dad. Here, I've got a few minutes left here, so let's, um, we got time for one more. This statistic goes back to 2019, so it's not that old, done by Ministry to Children. Uh, This is from their website, don't know a whole lot about them, but this is uh, what we find. They surveyed 400 kid ministry leaders and reviewed all the latest research, and here's what they learned. Two out of three Christians 
came to faith before the age of 18. Well, that's something that we've known for some time, but again, this is being confirmed. That's why I said earlier on, that's why we've been involved in children's ministries a lot, in church planning. Two out of three Christians come to faith before the age of 18. Conversion, age uh, uh, greater than the age of 21 is rare. Only one in four will become believers after the age of 21. Uh, 43% come to Christ um, uh, under the age of 12. Half of the children who come to Christ are led by their parents. Now, that's very interesting. Half of the kids that do get saved are being led by their parents. That's what happened to me. My parents um, led me to the Lord. 29% listed children's ministry as a factor. And so, well, there's other things I could share with that, but we're going to be out of time to do it. Well, I hope that these thoughts and these things will be of a help and a benefit to you there. And here at Fortress of Faith, we're trying to strengthen the saints against the assaults of the devil, and we're trying to encourage the saints to live the righteous life that God wants us to live. So I hope this was a help to you today. Let me say this, that we're going to be having some meetings in Bellingham, Washington in the fall, around October time. I'll be announcing as we get closer to that some of our meetings and venues, and we're hoping I can get across the border up into Canada. And I really miss that, not getting up there uh, in the last couple of years. But um, if that happens, we'll certainly let you know. So keep tuned in. And um, we'll get that information out once that gets confirmed. Well, join us again next Monday at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.